coming up. So Paul says, I'm redirecting my fight. And I want to challenge all of us to make sure post-pandemic, in the areas where uh, the, that we were fighting against God pre-pandemic, we don't want to fight against God in those same areas post-pandemic. We need to change. And we need to fight against our sin nature. Don't let our sin nature win. Win the fight. That's what Paul is saying. And that sin nature is our flesh. The desires of our flesh. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Everyone experiences life-disrupting events. When these events occur, we are forced to decide what our next steps will be. Now that deaths from COVID-19 have tremendously declined and safety measures are relaxing, what will be your next steps as a follower of Jesus Christ? Join Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn for the message series, What Now? As they look at how the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ helps guide our attitudes and actions in the post-pandemic world. Here's the sixth message in the series, Don't Fight Against God, Part 2. And I want to reiterate what we said earlier about uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Mm. When we're trusting in something or someone other than God, in any way, mm-hmm. we're fighting against God. Yeah. When we lean on our own understanding about anything, mm-hmm. we're fighting against God. When we don't submit to God in every way, we are fighting against God. Fighting against God. Amen. So Paul was not submitting to God. Rather, he was submitting to the traditions of his parents. Mm -hmm. And in all of that, he was fighting against God. He was creating his own sense of right. He was leaning to his own understanding. He was trusting in his cultural upbringing. That's what he was trusting in. He wasn't trusting in the true and living God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Number two, write this down. Uh, from the perspective of, of Paul, we should want to deeply know Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We should want to deeply know Jesus Christ. Yeah. Philippians 3, 7 through 10 says, at one time, all these things were important to me. And Paul's talking about his old living. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that stuff used to be important to him. Yeah. But because of Christ, I decided that they are worth nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit. I'm going to pause right there for a moment. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I think this is a, a, an important thing we need to ponder. And we need to ask ourselves and answer honestly that old mode of living. Do we see it as worth nothing? Or do we still hold on to some aspects of it proudly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> proudly. Mm-hmm. Some, some, um, I, I'm, I'm telling you what I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen and heard some stuff too. I, I, I've heard some Christians brag about some of their old way of life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, because oh they, they knew if they if they if they said this, then it would somehow garner some some honor and respect from the people they talking yeah. to. Yeah. You know, like a guy might talk about how many women he used to have. Yeah. I chuckled because not, you know, <laughs> I chuckled because I just remember conversations in when I was in Sunday school, um, hearing a group of older guys you know, in the church talking and, oh yeah, I used to do this or that. And, and I just remember them talking about some things. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I'm not going to even repeat it in the church. And then, you know, trying to act like it was a testimony, but really pumping themselves up. Yeah. 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 You know, so the other one tried to outdo that one and oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And, understand. And, yeah. And, and ladies, you know, yeah, <laughs> the ladies might brag about, you know, what what your body used to look like. <laughs> <laughs> now, you might say, well, you know, nothing really wrong with that. Yeah. yeah, but tied to that was a lifestyle. Like, because your body used to look like this, you showed more of it than you should have. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you exposed it, yeah. you know, for the wrong reasons and more than you should have. Some of mm -hmm. some of some women have. Mm -hmm. And I'm just giving you some ideas about yeah. how we can glory in the old. Mm -hmm. And Paul has declared here that I count that as nothing. He says, I was advancing before, as we read before, he says, I was advancing in Judaism. Mm -hmm. And 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 but he sees it as nothing. All those those so-called honors he gained right. while living wrong right. don't right. mean anything. Yeah, yeah. When he, yeah, the men can show their bodies too while they all pumping that iron and got exactly. the muscles and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, and walking around with a little tank top on or whatever and bragging about it. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, I used to do this and I used to be this. Yeah. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. All right. And Paul says, I count it as worth nothing. Mm -hmm. In verse eight, it reads on. Now, not only these things, but now I think that all things are worth nothing compared to the greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Mm -hmm. Because of Christ, I lost all these things. And now I know that they are all worthless trash. Mm -hmm. All I want now is Christ. I want to belong to him. In Christ, I am right with God. But being right does not come from following the law. It comes from God through faith. God uses my faith in Christ to make me right with him. All I want to know, all I want is to know Christ and the power that raised him from death. King James says the power of his resurrection. Yeah. I want to share in his sufferings and be like him even in his death. Yeah. that's what Paul says. Paul says, that's what I want. I want to know Christ deeply. I want to know him so deeply that I want to be able to relate to his death. The suffering of his death, the mm -hmm. pain of his death. Paul says, I want to know him. Yeah, I want to, I want to know. I don't just, I don't just want to know the good things about him, the, yeah. the, the things that feel good, the healings and, the, you know, the encouraging words and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. You know, I want to know the other stuff. I want to know his hurt. I want to know his pain. I want to know him. I want to know what that's like. Right. I want to know him. Yeah. And I count all that other stuff, all my other achievements, all my other stuff is worthless. It's trash. It stinks to me. Mm -hmm. Paul says, 
knowing Christ is worth it's worth more than that. And it's all that I it's all that I want. All right. Just to just to know him. Mm-hmm. Just to know him. And Paul is saying, this is the post-resurrection, Paul. You know, he's saying, I, I just want to know him. I, I want to know him. Amen. Number three, from Paul's perspective, we should fight against our sin nature. Mm-hmm. We should fight against our sin nature. Romans 7, 23 to 25 says, but I see another way, another law work at work in me waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work in me. Um, we pause here. Paul's, Paul, Paul says, something's happening on the inside. I can see it. I can feel it. I, it's a war going on on the inside. And, it's a, it's, it's, it, and this that's going on inside is fighting against the law of my mind. These, this new mind I have, this new thoughts I have, this new beliefs I have, there's something in me fighting against it. Yeah. And Paul says, you need to fight against it. Mm-hmm. We need not to understand this. This is Paul who, who spent the life, a normal life of fighting against God. Now he's saying, no, I want to chance transfer that fight that I had against God mm-hmm. to fight against my sin nature. Yeah. Redirect that. I want to redirect that. Yeah. Instead of fighting God, I fight my sin nature. Yeah. And verse 24 says, what a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Mm-hmm. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. So Paul says, I'm redirecting my fight. Yeah. And I want to challenge all of us to make sure post-pandemic in the areas where uh, the, that we were fighting against God pre-pandemic, we don't want to fight against God in those same areas post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. We need to change and we need to fight against our sin nature. Don't let our sin nature win. Win the fight. That's what Paul is saying. The sin nature is our flesh, the desires of our flesh. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Number four, from the perspective of Paul, our life is a race, so we should run to win yeah man our life is a race so we should run to win first corinthians 9 24 27 says do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize Mm -hmm. run in such a way as to get the prize yeah that's how you should run right okay Uh, And verse 25, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. So he said, if if you're going to run to get the prize, you're going to have to be in strict training. Mm -hmm. Some of us are not walking with God in a mode of strict training. If we were to give an an analogy of of our walk with God um, in terms of training and strict training, uh, we're staying up late, eating junk food, and <laughs> and call ourselves running for God, and we're not taking care of ourselves in a spiritual sense, so that we can be we can deem our lifestyle as strict training 
to run the race, to receive the prize um, as I run for God. Amen. And and it goes on to say they, they do it to, to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And so we're running to get the uh, crown that will last forever. Verse 26 says, therefore, I do not run like someone run, running aimlessly. Mm -hmm. I do not fight like I'm boxing and beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body. He says, and I make it my slave so that I... I, after I have preached to others, I, my, I myself will not be, a, be disqualified for the prize. Amen. So Paul says, no, I'm not letting my body control me. I'm controlling it. I'm in strict training because I want to get the prize that'll last forever. That's what Paul is saying. That's how we should live post-pandemic. Amen. Number five, from Paul's perspective. Our goal should be to please God. That's what our goal should be, to please God. Not one of our goals. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. See, too many have made pleasing God one of the goals. But Paul is not saying that. Paul is saying, no, your single goal ought to be to please God. It's the number one thing you should That's the number do. one thing to do. So that means everything you do, do mm -hmm. it. To please, please God. God. <laughs> All right. And he, it says here, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 10. So we make it our goal to please him, mm -hmm. whether we are at home, in the body, or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good mm -hmm. or bad. So while we are, we've been, we've experienced significant death mm -hmm. and now we're, and now we're experiencing significant preservation and restoration of life. The goal is to please God Amen. in either case and to drive that point home. Romans 14, eight and nine says this. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. Amen. So as we move from significant death to significant life in both states, in both conditions, in both circumstances, we should, should have been and should live for God. It doesn't matter. We live or die. The text reads on. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Mm -hmm. For this reason, for this reason, look what this text tells us. For this reason, mm -hmm. Christ died yeah. and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of the dead and the living. You see what the text is telling us? That the resurrection made Jesus the Lord of the dead and the living. Amen. So that now it can be true that whether we live or die, we die for the Lord. We live for the Lord. It doesn't matter what happens. It's all about the Lord because we belong to the Lord. And lastly, number six, from the perspective of Paul, what now? We should not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. We should not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Romans 1, 15 through 16 says, that is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel as you the gospel also to you who are in Rome. This is Paul talking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, just, just understand that this 
his encounter with Jesus happened during the time of the Roman Empire. Yeah. And Paul says, I want to talk to y'all. I want to preach the gospel to the folks in Rome. Verse 16 says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Amen. So Paul says, I spent the whole lifetime fighting against God. I'm not going to do that any longer. And I want to bring life to folk. Amen. And we see an example of this that Paul continued to do. Acts 28, verse 17, and then verse 30 and 31. This is after Paul had been arrested and put on house arrest. Mm -hmm. It says, three days later, he called to the local Jewish leaders when they had assembled. Paul said to them, my brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. So Paul got his day at the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, verse 30, for two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Again, he was under house arrest, but he talked about the very thing that got him arrested, <laughs> mm -hmm. preaching about Jesus Christ. That's right. That's he right. continued to do so. Amen. And so I want to share with you guys an excerpt from a talk from the, a valid, the valedictorian of a high school. Mm -hmm. Her name is Elizabeth Turner, and uh, she was the valedictorian of Hillsdale High School in Hillsdale, Michigan. And this is a portion of her written speech. It says, for me, my future hope is found in my relationship with Christ. By trusting in him and choosing to live a life dedicated to bringing his kingdom glory, I can be confident that I am living a life with purpose and meaning. My identity is found by what God says and who I, who I am and, what, and want to become is laid out in, in scripture. Whether we want to admit it or not, none of us can be, can be certain of how our lives will unfold. But we do know that trials will come. Right. The reality of this is that we face an unpredictable future. And while we are making all these plans to prepare, ultimately, none of us are promised tomorrow, mm -hmm. making it all the more important to make today count. Yeah. Now, I just share with you portions of her speech. But this young lady's principal told her her speech was not appropriate. Wow. Wow told her that she needed to change her speech. She stood her ground and this organization called First Liberty Institute went to battle for her mm -hmm. and to speak about her rights. And because there were court cases in the past that have said that 
the 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 school doesn't doesn't own what is said and that if the the student speaks against whatever the student says is the student's thoughts and they do not translate to be representative of the school the principal said she's she was representing the school when she spoke so her words were inappropriate hmm. so this this organization got involved and sent a letter to the to the principal about it and reminded the principal of what her, the students' rights were and legal cases that were found. I, I don't know the outcome of this, what happened here. Um, but the reason I'm sharing this with you is that uh, we have a, uh, forces fighting against us. But this young lady, high school graduate, stood up yeah. and said, my life, <laughs> my life, in my life, I'm leaning on Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what my future holds, but I know the one who holds the future. Amen. And she she said, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, yeah. and she fought against it and she got support from many areas to allow her to give her speech. So I wanna ask you, I wanna challenge you in this post pandemic era that we don't be ashamed of Jesus Christ that we make sure that we learn from Apostle Paul what it means to fight against God and shift our fight to fight against our sin nature and to fight for the things of God in this post-pandemic era. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. So I want to tell you today that all times is God's times. Right. Okay, you don't really have a time. And one of the things happens that causes us to mess up is that we get into the mindset, this is my time. It's my time, right? The, the weekend is my time, you yeah. know. The nighttime is my time. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, a, a point on the clock or calendar you have set aside, 
you think it's your time. You, you get into your psyche thinking it's your time, but no, all times is God's time, the daytime, the nighttime. All of it is God's time. In the meantime, it's God's time. Thank you for listening. 